Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi there and welcome to today's episode uh, where I'm going to be talking about failure. Um, failure is, it's, um, it's an interesting one because it's something that is not pleasant, um, but we know we will go through in our lives. Um, it's part of, part of growing and developing and pretty much doing anything really. Um, and life itself, it's very polarizing. Um, and when you, when I say that, I mean, we, we only really even know what failure is, is because we know what success and happiness is. Um, if we didn't have one, we wouldn't know the other. So it's, otherwise we just live in this like blah land, which would be very uninspiring. Um, so, you know, we have happiness, we have sadness, we have love, we have hate, we have, you know, tall, small, big, like it's, there's polarity everywhere. And it's just, it's a really amazing part of life. Um, but it's when you're on the, the, the side of it that's not so pleasant, it's, uh, it's not something that it's enjoyable. But it's, it's also to the point where if we aren't failing, we aren't growing or developing and we can't do everything perfectly the first time. It's just almost impossible. When you think of all the things that you can do now in your life, you know, there's walking even, riding a bicycle, driving a car, speaking a foreign language, um, oh my goodness, knitting or doing there's so many, so many different things. When we started, we hadn't, we didn't know. We, we came from a, 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 a place of ignorance or a place of not being able to do it. We've learned it. We practiced it. We practiced some more. We could perfect it depending on what it is. And if it's something, you know, like walking or um, driving or even even a bicycle, like there's, there's, there's muscle memory that goes with it as well that gets developed over time. And uh, I'm noticing this at the moment. My, my daughter's learning to, to read and write. And it's um, sometimes a bit of a bumpy road. And she's a semi-perfectionist, uh, which trying to explain that you just give it a go and you're not going to get it perfect the first time. Um, and whether or not one sees uh, the, um, the imperfections as failure, that's the other thing too. The degree to which we see failure or something happening as failure is very much individual to our own perceptions of the benchmark that we kind of set for ourselves. And so it's it's such a, a nebulous term and it's definitely not something to be avoided um, because it is a barometer and it's one, it's the fastest feedback that you're ever going to get. Um, so for instance, if, if something's not working, it'll sh failure will, will show us something hasn't worked. Um, we might need to learn more skills. There's the whole number of things that we get from that. And I'll go into some of the, some of the things that we gain from failure and what we can do to manage it, um, shortly as well. But when you think about failure, there's, there's a, there's a quote I read recently that, um, Michael Jordan said, um, which is ironic because there's a, there's a, a new kind of, one of the Docu, doco movie or doco film or whatever they call them um, called Air about Michael Jordan's life but this is something that he said and I think it's it's fantastic it really really um, amplifies this it says I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career I've lost almost 300 games 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed I've failed over and over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed 
I just, just brilliant. And I, I listened to, I listened to a podcast, um, Ed Milet, and he does a lot of coaching. Um, he does a lot of personal development mindset work with um, high-performing athletes. And in one of his his episodes, he was talking about how how a high-performing athlete they actually see failure as something almost exciting because it gives them data and information to work with. They use it. They don't lament it, and they don't try and avoid it because they know if they do, they're never going to get good enough to be like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant or whomever, you know, Babe Ruth or whoever it is. You have to be able to do that. As a, as a child, I ice skated. I can't even tell you the amount of times I fell over, how many times I sat at school on, you know, like one of these ring pillows because I'd hit my tailbone and it was excruciatingly painful for a for, for a 10-year-old anyway. Um, childbirth far exceeds that pain. But obviously at that age, I hadn't experienced that yet. Um, and I fell so many times and the only way, and then, and then you hit the blade on the ice in the right way, you fall, but at least you had that feeling. So that kind of gives you the next step of, all right, now I just need to go a little bit higher go a little bit faster as well because that's the thing you actually the faster you came out a jump the more likelihood you would get high enough to complete it all the revolutions and land so it's it's um it's like counterintuitive something that's more scary going faster is actually going to give you the factor of success <laughs> so it's um it's a really it's a really con- uh, contradictory complicated thing failure and how we see it is really important um, another example of this the light bulb and you've probably heard this one before because it's a really common one I've, I've read um, and, and heard. Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb, which we are surrounded by and gives us, you know, the kind of lifestyle that we have now. He failed more than 10,000 times before he managed to, to come up with the winning invent, invention. And so it's a good thing that he believed himself in himself and he didn't give up. Can you imagine if he'd given up on the 999th time? <laughs> He wouldn't have got there, except it was more than 10,000. But nevertheless, you see what I'm saying? Like there's this tipping point. So it's important to, to understand our perception towards failure and how that impacts how much of a go we give things as well. So if we, if we perceive that something is really hard, we might not actually give it our all because we're like, well, I don't think I'm going to achieve it anyway. So you, you fall short a bit, like you hold yourself back and then you actually don't. So then you getting, end up getting the failure, which you thought you were going to get anyway. So it then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's, it's, um, it's quite a big thing. So here are the, here are the main things. So there's four main things that I, I think we can, we can gain or learn from, from failure. One is undoubtedly experience. <laughs> Failure is the fastest and most precise teacher there is. What we often fear about failure is being seen to fail as well. And the thing is, is that most of the time, no one's looking. And even if they are, they probably haven't even noticed. <laughs> this is the really, especially these days with, with social media, where it, it's so hard to really know what's going on. Um, and that what's success for one person may be failure for another. Like I was um, a colleague with, the other day was like, oh, if I don't get at least four signups for this, I'm not doing it. Whereas somebody else would be like, I'm be happy if I get one. So, you know, what is failure? Is failure between the one, two, three and four or is failure? It's, it's really interesting. So um, we have to understand what our benchmark is that we set for ourselves. So what we actually classify to be failure, but the experience that we gain from it of actually going through the process of doing something, we learn a lot, which then leads to knowledge. And so I'm guessing that every time Edison failed when he was trying to invent the light bulb, 
he learned something new. He would have like you can you can kind of almost see it, you know, a piece of paper where he'd be like, all right, so that didn't work. So we'll write that down as something not to do. So we'll try this. You test and you measure and and it's very I mean, in this case, very scientific, but as an athlete or as a person doing something with you know, with finances or investing, um, if you're not sure of something, obviously you do it with a smaller amount of money or you make sure you become a bit more informed, but you'll certainly know what does and doesn't work by actually doing it. And if you're in business, I mean, there's that whole concept of throwing spaghetti at the wall, which to a certain extent in the beginning, you kind of need to do because you don't know what is going to land with people. You don't know what sort of product or service, what package, what languaging, um, that A, you're going to enjoy doing and B, somebody else will actually connect with. And even then, they might not connect with it immediately, but if they see it often enough and you show up consistently enough and bring your whole self to it, eventually you'll get there. So the knowledge that you get from failure is is really good. So that was number two. Number three is resilience. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I've had a little bit of resilience this week. I've had some IT issues, uh, which by the time this airs will hopefully be long over. Um but if we only hope and plan for success, when something doesn't go well, we'll have no idea how to handle it. And if we've never experienced it before, it gets very difficult to know what to do. So experiencing failure makes us more adaptable, makes us more resilient. It enhances our ability to be creative. Um, agile is a word that gets bandied around a lot at the moment. So the resilience factor from failure is really, really good. Some people are more resilient than others and ever and it's individual how pe- different people take um, failure, but it's still a really good teacher for, for being resilient. And then fourthly is growth. Through failure, we learn more and we grow. We learn about ourselves. <laughs> we learn about the people around us. We learn about the world around us. Uh, and we learn how all of they, all of those things interact. And from that become comes information, enlightenment, growth, personal development. Um, so these experiences give us the knowledge that build our resilience, that also give us the tools to grow so that we can have a greater impact on the world. So if you want to have an impact, please don't shun failure and please don't even see it as failure to the point where it holds you back because this is the thing. You experience it. At least if you experience it, you know you're doing something because you can imagine just you know keeping yourself cocooned up for, and I, I've experienced this, so I'm, I'm saying this from, from personal experience. I used to be so afraid of making mistakes and everything had to be perfect that it would hold me back from doing things. I'd never been so miserable. So as now when I'm doing business and I, it has not been all you know rosy, there's been a lot of things that I've done that haven't worked, but it's still, I still pursue it. And I still keep going because I have a passion for it. And I know now that I'm still, I'm doing things. So I can, I can tell you from personal experience that failure really is <laughs> definitely not something to be shunned. And so how then do we come to manage failures? Because it's all very well and good to go, oh, yeah, yeah, failure is great, but it feels like crap. So what do we do? Like if I'm stuck in it and I feel stuck, what do we do? So there's a few things. So I'm going to give you four four um, ways to, to help you overcome and manage your failures. One is clarity. Um, might sound a little bit weird, but if you aren't clear on what you want in life or for money, then failure will give you a step closer to finding out what you do want. So there's, I, I know from um, myself for a long time, I'd be like, oh, what's my purpose? I was really driven by like, why am I here? What am I here to do? I wasn't being very fulfilled in, in the job that I had. I'd worked in corporate for many years. And I was like, what is, what am I, what is my purpose? So when I started to do 
other things and then things that didn't work. I was like, okay, well, it's clearly not that. And sometimes it just failed because I gave up because I didn't enjoy it enough. So failure itself isn't necessarily bad in that, you know, you put your heart and soul into it and it just flopped. It's also a barometer for whether or not you even like it. So it kind of fails by the mere fact that you've discovered that you don't like it. Um, So you can then move on to something else. So, but having a clear vision, like that clarity of, of, of foresight and sight for your life is really important because then you can embrace failure as a way to help you get clear, but then also go, okay, even if something fails and you know it's what you want to do, you will have the vision clear enough in your mind's eye to go, okay, it's important enough for me to keep going. Like you only quit when you, so you only fail when you quit in that situation. And that is a mantra that I, I, I repeat in my head quite a number of times because it's, it's not always easy um, doing a business. And it's, you know, you, you quite often, you probably fail more than you succeed, <laughs> which is, um, you know, saying something. Uh, but yeah, having that clarity of vision and purpose and the impact and those sorts of things really keeps you going through that. So clarity is one way to manage your failures. The second is language. Monitor your self-talk and the words that you say to yourself and how you speak about and how you think, because the words in your mind, how you think about failure. Recognize that failure is part of life and then use the information that you gain from failure to propel you forwards towards what you want because you've got clarity as well. So, and also be careful the people you surround yourself with. There's so many naysayers. I remember my grandmother was like this and she could pick a hole in anything, even something that just you were so excited. And I'd never actually shared things I was super excited with her about after a while because I knew she would just poke a hole in it. And I was like, I just, I don't want to, I I don't want you to. So those sorts of people are not helpful. They're not constructive. (laughs) So just if you can stay away from them, do if they're close relatives and you can't, then just be careful what you share with them. All right. And the words that come into you, because you might be at a vulnerable moment and it hits you and then you give up something that you love and you really shouldn't. Third, accept failure as necessary. (laughs) Rather than actively trying to avoid it, realize that it's an important part of life. Like I said before, high-performance athletes see failure more as information to work with, of what has and hasn't worked, how to, how to strategize, how to create a tactical play, what sort of things they need to do, what sort of training they might need to do um, that they can actually then focus on to give them action steps to help them then get closer to success. So just see it as something that's necessary. I know, and this is part of also a bit of the languaging and the way you talk about it to yourself and just go, okay, all right, this feels like crap. Acknowledge that, try not to wallow in it too much, and then let's move on. And then figure out the way out using the failure as a stepping stone to do that. Go, okay, well, that didn't work. What else can I try next? Focus on one next step, just one next step at a time. And then fourthly and finally, write down an action plan that leads on to that last point from that last point. So rather than wallowing in the failure and feeling miserable, which you can you can have a little pity party for a little bit, but if you have an accountability, somebody who can help you get out of it or set a little timer for yourself and go, you know what, I'm going to give myself a day, maybe two days to just sit on the couch in my PJs and just wallow and watch whatever is on Netflix or streaming. But take what you've learned and then move forward. Sit down with a pen and paper and go, okay, what have I learned? What could I do differently? What didn't work? Why didn't it work? How can I fix it? And what am I going to do next? Step by step. If you can think of a few steps, write them down and prioritize them. But at the very least, figure out what your one next step is to do. 
This could be taking a course because you need more information, you know, you need more training um, or a seminar. You can hire a coach, somebody who's been there before and who can help you down the path. Or you can talk to somebody, like find a find a mentor who's willing to share their experiences, perhaps reading a book about that as well. So you can go, because sometimes that's incredibly powerful just to know that it's not just you, everyone goes through it. And then the things that you can, and there's some really awesome podcasts out there that um, that help with that too. So remember, this failure could be one step away from success and then happiness. So get clear on what will make you happy so that you can recognize it once you're there and you can then celebrate and learn to embrace the failure that got you there because that's what you need to also help get you to happiness. I hope you found that helpful um, and practical as well. And remember, just keep going and embrace what your purpose is, what you're, why you're doing it in your vision and stay true to that. Have a lovely day.